Red State Talk Radio. Talk Radio the way the Founding Fathers would have done it. Three, two, one. We will make America great again. From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Carl Higby Show. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you, uh, all your loyal listens. Uh, folks, we just crossed over 40,000 Twitter followers last night, so I, I really appreciate all your support, all the uh, people out there who have been willing to retweet us, and, and make sure we get the word out because it's important. It's important. Um, it, this is a very important thing. The show is very important. It's very important to me, and it's an, it's an avenue for people to get their word out because I do take – all the comments I get on Twitter, and I do put them out here, and we get thousands of listens, and I want to thank you. Also, a special thank you to our sponsor. This show is brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meats. Trust me, folks, as a fitness guru and former Navy SEAL myself, I understand the importance of nutrition. Farm to table, you know your food, you know your farmer. From their farms to your table, no third party, no games, U.S. Wellness Meats will ship your food for free to all 50 states, Canada, Puerto Rico, etc., all natural, sustainably raised foods from small businesses, family farms. It's 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Beef, lamb, bison, and dairy, wild-caught seafood, pastured-raised pork, and free-range pastured poultry. They have all the products perfect for special diets, too. So you have gluten-free, you have sugar-free, you have keto, paleo, AIP diets. Look, these folks are the real deal. They serve professional football teams, professional sports teams, college sports teams, world-class athletes, people with special needs, and families just like yours who want the most nutritious food on the planet. I'm telling you, if you eat meat, and believe me, you should, these are the guys you need to get your meat from. Their animals eat right, so you can too. Order online, uswellnessmeats.com. That's uswellnessmeats.com. So, look, this is this news cycle has been breakneck speed it has been almost to the point where i can't keep the the drudge page is updating so so fast that you can't even read the stories something that disgusted me something that jumped right out that i tweeted out today um this woman is samantha ness uh her twitter handler is at it looks sam with three m's uh she's a grade school teacher in minnesota and she tweeted out so who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh? Let me say that again. Who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh is what she said. You can contact her school director at 651-423-8100. That's 651-423-8100. Folks, this cannot, I mean, look, this, this, she's sitting there with pink hair with a selfie on her social media. Her name is Spooky Sam. Again, the phone number. For that school, get your pen and paper, 651-423-8100. It is, it is disgusting the extent the left will go. I mean, it is, it is, dis- Look, folks, this happened to me. They went after me with everything they had. And they just constantly stay on it. They will if when when they can't find something, they'll fabricate something. When they can't fabricate something, they'll take something out of context. This is what they do. This is the political left that we find ourselves on today. It is disgusting what they tried to do to Kavanaugh. I, I am I am blown away. I, it, it, it really is. And, and they say 
Oh, man, the pundits are saying, well, this is going to drive women towards Democrats because they confirm. No, no. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Kavanaugh just installed the first ever all women clerk group. This is not a man who disrespects women, who doesn't hold women in high regards. But that what they've done, and this started from um, from Dianne Feinstein, where they use this woman. They talk about women being the victim, and you, all women need to be believed, and all this is so serious. They did not take it seriously. They The only seriousness they took is, is this going to help their agenda? And Tom Cotton weighed in on this, and I want you to hear, listen to this sound These allegations are completely unsupported by any evidence. What evidence there is to a 36-year-old claim all support Judge Kavanaugh's denial. But the, the Democrats have disgraced this process in the United States Senate in the orchestrated smear campaign of character assassination they've run against Judge Kavanaugh. Their argument, of course, was that Dr. Ford asked to have this held in confidentiality and that they tried to do that. And that's what it So let's, let me, let me talk. Like, no, 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 let, no, 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 John, let me talk to you about that. Let me talk to your listeners about or your viewers about that. There is a well-established process of confidentiality on the committee. Dianne Feinstein could have showed that letter to Chuck Grassley and the two of them, as the leaders of that committee, could have shared it with the FBI, who could have discreetly conducted this inquiry in July and in August without betraying Ms. Ford's confidences. And they have betrayed her. They pointed her to lawyers who lied to her and did not tell her that the committee staff was willing to go to California to interview her. All that Now, all that's water under the bridge. Those lawyers are going to have to face a D.C. bar investigation and their misconduct. Dianne Feinstein and they should. is going to face an investigation for why they leaked that. Yeah, and they should. They There must be an investigation onto. Did they hold this thing maliciously did they leak this did they i mean above all above all why did they hold it she should face an ethics board from this u.s senate i don't know if you saw the video floating around of her at that press conference but she was crying and reserved this is not a, a the face of a woman who has conviction in what she's doing this is she is a woman who was in line with party you know, in a party line what they did to christine ford was absolutely abhorrent i mean absolutely they used her and they threw her out with the bathwater. this entire kavanaugh thing has been a, a fiasco between paid protesters clawing at supreme court doors and now that it's over ford she's not pursuing any further charges why because there's nothing to pursue there's nothing to pursue and they knew that and I predicted it. I called it. I said you know, on day one, when this whole thing is over, confirmed or not, she's not going to pursue a darn thing. And to be honest, everybody out there saw there's a meme going around with the Democrats throwing her out a car door. She was used. She was absolutely used. And you tell me that this is going to drive women to the polls? For Democrats? No. This is not going to drive women to Democrats. This is women going to be driven to the side that actually sided with Chuck Grassley. Who said, okay, let's investigate this. Let's give her the right to be heard. Not believed, for no reason, but the right to be heard and present the evidence. They presented no evidence. It was proven to be a partisan issue. Proven. And I don't say that lightly. Proven to be a partisan issue. And... You know, you had the Democrats sat on this. 
They threw a fit. And the entire... I mean, look, the decision was made before that hearing, before the FBI report. And I said time and time again, no, Kavanaugh turned to them during this, during his hearing. I was, I was screaming at the TV, and it doesn't do any good, but I was screaming at the TV, make a deal. Make a deal on the spot, on national TV, while you have the limelight. Turn to them and say, I tell you what, I'll ask this to be held over for a week while the FBI investigates it, yet a seventh time. If you are willing to say right here, right now, that you will vote for me if this FBI investigation turns up nothing. Question mark. And what a response you would have seen from them. Do you think any of them would commit it to that? Hold them. They would say, oh, this is not about me and my vote. This is about you. Say, I will do that if you commit to this right here, right now. But you won't do that. So why should I submit to more, you know, screwball games? This is it was a kangaroo court from the beginning. And the Dems now are are freaking out that well, you know, the precedent was 60 votes. No. Well, it was. But let's go back to 2013 when Yertle the Turtle, my man Mitch McConnell, uh, he said that you know, you're gonna regret going to this nuclear option when they used it in 2013. When they had control of the Senate. They left the 60 vote precedent. For Supreme Court justices. Because they wanted to get their person on. And we would we didn't go along with it based on qualifications. Based on what we believed in their rulings were const- or not constitutional. We didn't do it based on false claims of sexual assault. You know, have you ever noticed that nothing from his record has been brought up as an issue? Uh, Weinstein brought up that he had some questionable issues about gun rights. Well, obviously, Diane Feinstein wants to ban all guns. She said that in her career. Why do you need a gun? Doesn't matter because it's American. I don't have to answer that question. She's the only one, the only one I've heard that has talked about his actual record, that has talked about him and said, well, you know what? We should look into his, his record on, on any type of ruling ever. Nobody has brought that up. You've had wannabe Spartacus Cory Booker. He's, he's been towing a party line. This is the dude, Cory Booker, who wrote an op-ed about how proud he was that he groped a woman. Dick Blumenthal, Mr. Vietnam, my senator, Jesus, talking about truth? You lied about serving in Vietnam. Don't, don't, don't you dare lecture me about truth. So Yurta the Turtle called this in 2013, and now they're whining about it. Let me tell you, folks, the pendulum always swings. The pendulum always swings. Look, it's all the way on the right right now. It will swing back to the left at some point in our lifetimes. How far it swings, who knows? But it always swings. It will always swing. And fortunately, we were able to get two Supreme Court justices this go-around. I believe RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, will... You know, look, I, I'm not I'm not saying I wish she dies or hope she dies. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that she probably will die on the Supreme Court. She's, you know, 90 years old, 85 years old, whatever it is. She's in great shape. I've seen the videos of her working out at her age. But she will she will she will die before she resigns from that court. And so we will probably see in the next in Trump's second term, we will probably see her off the court. That'll be a third Supreme Court, which will tip the court 
six to three. The last time there was a six to three margin was Democrats held a six to three margin and upheld Karamatsu, where they'd allowed them to put Japanese people in internment camps. So this will tilt the court for the next three decades, and it'll be great. But, you know, these... <laughs> it's... It's shocking. And you see Brett Kavanaugh, he comes in first day, he's going to have this big case, apparently on uh, executive branch power, which I'm looking forward to see how he rules. Because, look, Gorsuch didn't rule in favor of Trump on, on one of his first cases. And the media was shocked. They were shocked. Wow, he, he went against Trump. No, he went what, what he thought was a law, which is what a Supreme Court justice is supposed to do. I'm not going to criticize him for that. Do I wish he went with Trump? Sure. But if he... he looked, I, he, the dude knows, Gorsuch knows more about law than I do. Fact. Well, that's why he's on the Supreme Court, and I'm not even, I haven't even been to law school. So, I hope that they do that. And what I do have a problem with is when people inject politics, which is what the Democrats are, are complaining the most about, is they injected, poly, you know, Kavanaugh injected politics into a what is supposed to be a nonpartisan position. No, I've talked about it before, folks, and I'll say it again. Democrats injected politics into a position that is not supposed to be political. They towed party lines to destroy a man and his family. So you, you want to talk about injecting politics? F cleared hot, Kavanaugh. You're cleared hot. Because in my mind, what they did, they, they, the gloves came off. The gloves came off. This has been a huge, huge win. For the president and i want to congratulate kavanaugh on this i think it's fantastic another huge win last week was the usmca which is the new nafta agreement between china and the united states mexico and canada agreement and this is the new trade system that replaces nafta that is actually good for america which people in, in for a long time haven't have said straight up that nafta is bad Trump campaigned on this, and everyone said, oh, it's great. You know, it was done by globalist, you know, wannabe big-time groupthink globalist and, and bureaucratic zombies. It was done by them. It was never done with the intent of, of putting America first like Trump has done. It was never intended to do that. It was intended to be a globalist society and help bring other people up while bringing America down because it was sold by people who are probably getting rich on the side. And what this did, this shook shook the world and people say and people say oh you know he's trump's starting trade wars trump's winning trade wars the trade wars were started when we were sold out by our own representatives who were supposed to represent america that didn't that don't so you have this big agreement goes down all of north america now united mexico and and canada both people that everyone said trump would never get along with could never get along with it, it, I mean, it's it's shocking. It, you know, goes from overnight Trump snubbing him, saying no, I'm not going to meet with this guy, to signing an agreement at the eleventh hour on Sunday night. You know, last week. And it happened because he's the art of the deal. He's the guy that gets stuff done. Build the building. Can you move into the building? That is the mark of success. Can you move into the building? Is the building complete that I can move in on the top floor now? No. Okay, you failed. Yes. Okay, you've succeeded. It's black and white in his industry, and that's the industry he comes from, so get it done. Just get it done. I don't care who you meet. I don't care how many summits you go to. I don't care how many, you know, whatever. 
political pandering, I don't care how much of that you do, it doesn't matter. Is the building ready to move into? That's the issue. And that's the thing. And so he built the building. He built the North America building. And now you have China shaking. Europe shaking. Europe has no idea how to deal with this guy. He has, they, they are shocked. And they are, let me tell you, this is a country that does not, everyone says, well, we got to watch out for China. China's huge, but their economy is far more fragile than ours. And they need the United States more than we need them. And it's very clear with this, the USMCA, the new NAFTA agreement, China's markets are down 21% in the last year or two. Okay, their currency is weakening. Trump's economic war on them is working. They've already backed down on certain things. They're already coming back to the table on certain things. Now, look, President Xi has a lifetime presidency. It's not like he's got to run for re-election over there. It's a communist country. So they are very nervous. I mean, he, he drew... He, the, the president of China drew up these grandiose plans that would... You know, this is the track they thought they were on because they were pushing Obama around so much that they were um, going to dominate high tech by 2025 and the Asia-Pacific region by 2035 and the world by 2049. So now that Trump came in, he says, look, intellectual property. This was uh, my father is not a Trump guy. Look, he's a Republican, but he's not a Trump guy. But he is like, wow, one of the big things I'm really happy about is this intellectual property. Because Trump cracked down on the intellectual property stuff. He, he did. Hand over fist. So this is something that people who are not Trump people are now loyal for. Super loyal. We're going to talk a little bit more about this when we come back, folks. Uh, but like Van Halen said, I got to jump. Um, don't go anywhere. Remember, follow us on Twitter at Carl Higby. If you're listening live on Red State Talk Radio right now, I'll answer you. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-942-3078. 800-942-3078. Again, that's 800-942-3078. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. 
We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-509-2163. Red State Talk Radio. The Conservative Talk Monster. Hey folks, welcome back to the Carl Higby Show. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, right now we are live on RedStateTalkRadio.com. Thank you for having me. And also wanted to let you know that the Twitter lines are open. I love the trolls because it gives me great show fodder. Um, we were talking a little bit about China. You know, China has hated Trump. But they're trying to find ways around her, ways around getting him out they've even gone so far as to try to poke at the 25th amendment kind of like uh, what rod rosenstein allegedly did i'm anxious to see what comes out of the this whole thing with the meeting on air force one and him flying but we'll keep you keep you posted the next thing and a very good friend of mine wayne dupree i know that the liberals make me out to be this racist guy but wayne dupree is a very good friend of mine and uh He's had my back for on, on a lot of occasions, and I, I in turn have his. So he has been heavy on this unpaid intern, allegedly from Sheila Jackson Lee's office. She was it was actually a fellow, paid by an outside organization. It was actually a um, a paid fellow. From an outside, and look, I've been in politics a long time. This is what campaigns do. This is what congressional offices do. They'll hire outside contractors. They'll hire a, spur, a person that hires a person that hires a person. They do it to bury people that they don't want to be found. This guy, Jackson Costco, like the store, uh, was arrested on numerous charges last week from witness tampering, identity theft, burglary, unlawful entry, unauthorized access of a government computer, and publicizing restricted personnel information. The charges include both federal and local offices. This guy, they are, I really hope they follow through with all this stuff, because if they do, they're going to bury this dude under the jail. They're saying he's facing over 40 years if convicted, which is good. Send a message. You dox people. You put their kids and their, their family and everything like that in jeopardy. You should go to jail. You shouldn't get these free passes. You know, time and time again, we have people doing the most abhorrent things like they did with Kavanaugh. This is what this guy did. And, and he worked for, he's worked for a number of Democrats. Currently, Sheila Jackson. You know, the woman who wears the red cow, the, like the very flamboyant red cowboy hats and things like that. She's a, a, a very outspoken critic of the president. She's very outspoken Democrat. I mean, hardline liberal. Believes in the biggest liberal policies that just don't work. So, um, he was re he was actually reported, and this is according to WayneDupree.com. You should go there. He's got great stuff all the time. He also has got a great show. Um, he was reported 
to be an unpaid intern by Jackson Lee. Okay. That's what was reported. But the new reports, you know, found out that he's a fellow. This fellow from the outside institution. He's being paid. And you know why he's being paid? Outside through a, a third party? Because they want to hide him. He would not have been being paid at all. They would have buried those records so deep we never would have found him. But he is... The Democrats are so... It's very unfortunate because it's such a division of our country. And it really does drive me nuts. Because I want this country to come together. But we have these liberal factions. And like I said, these protests. They, the news makes these protests out to be thousands of people and the entire country is is feeling this and it's not these are paid protesters and you know you've seen the youtube videos where they're being coached right before they go in there these are these people are like the slime of society who organize these protests it, it is anyway so they they take this guy, they put him in a paid thing, they want plausible deniability, They but they knew he was there, and Jackson's office lied. Flat out lied. Ethics. Ethics board, ethics board, investigate her, subpoena whatever you need to subpoena, because you got to put a stop, you got to make an example out of this guy. I don't think on either side, if it was done to a Democrat, I wouldn't want that either. Families are innocent in these things. My wife went through horrible stuff when CNN came after me. It hurts families. So we got, we, I mean, this woman is shady. I mean, everybody remember her at the, at the trial or the hearing? She handed Ford's attorney that envelope. I want, an, I want an investigation. What the hell was that envelope? And why did you have to, like, they are so bold that they're willing to hand this thing over in broad daylight with everyone watching. And they just don't care. They don't care. They really don't care. They think that they can get away with literally anything. It, 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 to me, it's, it's, it's epically shocking. This leads to the top. I'm telling you, it leads to the top. And at some point, you got to stop it. You got to stop the bleeding. Or it's going to continue. And then we're going into 2018. I mean, this is just like low-hanging fruit for Republican attack ads. All the super PACs out there, here you go. Here's your sign. Here's the easy way that you can start to take people down. I understand that taking down a Democrat is far harder. Than, I mean, look, they can't take down Keith Ellison. He's running for attorney general. He beat his girlfriend. Like, there are video, you know, there's video of it, or there's uh, pictures of it. There is reports, police reports, all this stuff. It is a thing. He did this. But somehow he's still running. The Democratic Party has not called for him to step out of the race yet. They have not. But yet, if this was a Republican, dear Lord, there would be calls to have the RNC pull him and not support him and blah, 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 blah. This is, this is horrible. I mean, this is... <laughs> it's, it's epic. So we're going into these 2018 elections, and it's shocking. 
You know, a new poll came out, a new article that was in The Hill. It said that uh, Republicans are worried about this blue wave. This blue wave is actually real. I, oh, okay. I mean, this is, honestly, these are the same polls that said that Trump was going to not win the 2016 election. But, say it with me, President Trump. Winning. Um... You know, this is this is Soros is is money is is all over this. Where are these polls coming from? I want to know that you know the, the down and dirty who they interviewed, what demographics, what location. I mean, look, you de- you, you you reach a poll of a hundred people in Manhattan, it's like ninety four percent voted for Hillary in that in most of those districts. I mean, it's not a fair poll. So maybe maybe that's what it is. But I mean, look, they're. You know, we're going to talk about Arcasio-Cortez because she's my favorite person to hate. And, you know, they said the same thing in 2016. This is a, But this election, though, more than any other election before, look, yeah, I mean, this is about Trump. And, the, and you can say, yes, in 2010, the midterms were a referendum on Obamacare and uh, on Barack Obama and his policies. And we took the House. We did. But, you know, you have... All these, all these people that are going to vote because they love or hate Trump. You know, half the time it doesn't matter. Like, literally, half the time you have a down-ballot person, it doesn't matter, Republican or Democrat, what they are, what their stance is. Most people don't even know. You know, they just vote down the line. So this is about Trump. Trump's not on the ballot, but this is about Trump. This is 100% about Trump. So, you know, you look at this too, and sure, the RNC has raised, you know, substantially more money than its national counterpart, the DNC. By significant, I mean, like, mega margins, like, five-fold. But on a local level, folks, on a local level, Republicans are being outspent two, sometimes three or four to one. They really are, because the, the amount of money that Democrats are throwing into this, the, the, the Hollywood liberals, you know, the, the, the Hollywood liberals are throwing big bucks behind these people. George Soros, big bucks behind these people. And... It, 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 I need you to vote. I need you to vote. Because if you don't, we're going to end up losing the House. And that's going to be real tough. That'll be real tough. So, you have Orcasio-Cortez. And, and let me tell you, like this is, this is something. Ben, you know, ben Shapiro, this is something that the Democratic Party has shifted left. They've shifted so far left that it's not even... It's not even a... a, a a sliver of what the Democratic Party was 30 years ago. They've gone to this democratic socialism. And I want you to listen to Ben Shapiro where he broke down what democratic socialism is. Listen to this. So the first claim they make is that democratic socialism isn't exactly the same thing as socialism. Now, they can never actually explain why. Right? Or Cortez was asked this. She was asked on national TV, what is the difference between democratic socialism and socialism? And she had no answer. Bernie Sanders has been asked the same thing. Tom Perez has been asked the same thing. Hillary Clinton's been asked the same thing. No one can explain the difference because there is no difference. Democratic socialism is just socialism with a nice word in front of it. 
right? It's like how if you add the word sandwich to turd, it is still a turd sandwich. <laughs> if you add the word democratic to socialism, it is still socialism. So let's define what exactly socialism is, and it's kind of important to define the term so that we know what we're talking about. So the basic baseline socialist definition is the, the old ridiculous aphorism from each according to his ability to each according to his need. Socialist programs redistribute. Socialist economies abolish private property and nationalize industry in order to override profit incentives that drive the market. It's important to recognize the difference between these two things. Okay, just because a country has some socialist programs does not make it a socialist country. So, for example, Canada has socialized medicine. Canada is not a socialist country. Canada is a capitalist country with socialist medicine. It's important to separate these two things out because otherwise what you get is, look at Canada, what a socialist paradise where everybody has a really high income and everything's great. Or the Nordic countries where everybody has a really high income and everything's great and they have nationalized health care. It's like, right, nationalized health care is the socialist part and the really high income is the non-socialist part. Right? The part of the living standard that's actually really good, that's the part that's not socialist. And it's important to distinguish these two things because when you conflate them, you're doing something inaccurate. Right? Socialism requires abolition of the profit incentive. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is endorsed by the Democrat Socialists of America and consider herself a member of that group, they have openly stated that they wish to abolish the profit incentive, which is the incentive that has driven the greatest increase in wealth in the history of mankind. So, I mean, he did the best job articulating this. I mean, the, the turd and you put sandwich in front of it is the best way I've ever heard this articulated because like... People have said nobody can define what democratic socialism is. So you have Ocasio-Cortez who said, you know, unemployment is so low because everybody has two jobs. This, this word salad that she throws around, you know, her, her famous part or infamous part where she didn't have any clue about you know, Palestine and, and Israel and, and the, the conflict over there. And then they backed her into a corner. She says, well, I'm by no means an expert. Well, you better be. Because guess whose job it is to declare war? Congress. That's where you're going. So you better read up on something before you make blanket statements on national TV about it. This is, folks, and she's probably going to win. She's probably going to win. She, gah. I mean, people in her district will blindly vote for her. She is an idiot. And I don't say that lightly. I don't like insulting people personally. But this woman is real dumb. She has made blanket statements that do not, do not in any way, shape, or form represent um, American values. And this is her the other day. She was on some show or something. And she really kind of... I'm just, I'm a little lost by what she's actually said here. So listen to this. How are you going to get along with these people in Washington? I mean, I think you're going to win. That's a, 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 a predict, prediction I'm making. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, you have just until the bell rings. But you're in a very heavily Democratic district. You're going there. I mean, you're going there. There's a time where people were talked about how it's broken and it's mm -hmm. so polarized, both of which I think are true. Mm -hmm. um, and you're also coming really as an outsider at a moment where I think people like are watching what happened today and want to storm the gates. And yeah. you're going to actually do that. Mm -hmm. So what that's, what's, what's your plan here? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with changing our strategy around governance. You know, there's a lot of inside baseball and inside the beltway, as you, you know, you, you always hear that term thrown around. But there are very few organizers in Congress. And I do think that organizers operate differently. It's a different kind of strategy. And what it is is really about 
organizing and, and really thinking about that word, organizing, segmenting people, being strategic in their actions, in really bringing together a cohesive strategy of putting pressure on the chamber instead of only focusing on the pressures inside the chamber. That's really interesting thought. The fact that he said, well, that's really an interesting thought means either A, he wasn't listening and he was reading something on his on his uh, desk in front of him or somebody was chirping in his ear telling him to like cut to the next segment because this word this is like literally vomit coming out of her mouth <clears throat> excuse me we have to change the strategy around governance what do you what, what, what are you changing you didn't answer what you're changing we're going to change the strategy this is exactly what barack obama said this is exactly what barack obama did he said we need to you know hope and change change things he didn't define any of those changes. I'm going to fundamentally transform America. You sure did. You made it this hostile place where spoiled, rotten liberals were told that they can have everything they want. And then as soon as we have someone like an adult like Donald Trump comes in and says, no, you can't have everything you want. You can't have that lollipop. They throw tantrums and they, they kick all the cereal off the shelves. Literally. That's what they're doing. So you want to change the strategy around governance. What? are you changing because the strategy on governance has been around since the inception of this country and by god it's worked damn well we are number one we are the envy of the world so if you think you're going to come in there 27 28 years old however old you are and change the strategy of governance and change everything for the you're going to change everything for the better i'm really nervous about your plan for this. I really am. So, um, organizers, segmenting. I mean, this is something very, very crucial. Segmenting is something that the Democrats and the Liberal Party has done for a very, very long time. They have segmented America. They've divided us into bean piles. You're an ex-American. You're an ex-American. You're an ex-American. No, no, no. You're not together. We're, we're divided, but strong. But you got to listen to me and I'll be the single unifier. That is what they've done. The single unifier. That way they can, they can, it's divide and conquer is what it is. They're going to segment you. Okay, all you conservatives, all you thinkers are going to go over here. You guys think to, for yourselves and you're nut jobs, you're racist, you're bigots, you're homophobes, you're the worst people in the world and you can't be trusted and nobody, nobody is going to go uh, be involved with you. So you know what? You're deplorables and 47% of the country is unredeemable, as, as Hillary Clinton said. You're unredeemable. So we're going to take the rest of you people and we're going to divide you up. We're going to segment you. Which is exactly what Cortez said. Exactly what she said. Okay? Strategic. She used words like strategic. Like, this is something like, look, I've been involved in, in consulting for a long time. I, I fancy myself an independent consultant. I've done it for campaigns. I've done it for businesses. I've done it for big, major corporations. I've worked with them. And when you hire a consultant, people that I've bid against, they come in there with, you know, things like wheelhouse. This is in our wheelhouse and we're going to get, um, you know, we're going to get front sight focus and we're going to be strategic and we're going to be tactical and we're going to, we're going to segment. And this is consultant speak. I, I'm just like, I want you to listen to this clip again, because it'll tell you how weird 
things are. Hold on, listen again. How are you going to get along with these people in Washington? I mean, I think you're going to win. That's a, 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 a predict, prediction I'm making. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, you just till the bell rings. But you're in a very heavily Democratic district. You're going there. I mean, you're going at there's time where people were talked about how it's broken and it's mm -hmm. so polarized, both of which I think are true. Mm -hmm. um, and you're also coming really as an outsider at a moment where I think people like are watching what happened today and want to storm the gates. And you're going to actually do that. Mm -hmm. So what that's what's mm -hmm. what's your plan here? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with changing our strategy around governance. You know, there's a lot of inside baseball and inside the beltway as you, you know, you, you always hear that term thrown around. But there are very few organizers in Congress, and I do think that organizers operate differently. It's a different kind of strategy, and what it is is really about organizing and, and really thinking about that word, organizing, segmenting people, being strategic in their actions, in really bringing... I, I can't listen to that anymore. What, what is she doing? It's, it's she's throwing random stuff around that she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's using consultant speak to fill airtime, and it's not getting anything done. So this is, this is what the Democratic Party is, is running on. This is organizing, segmenting, strategic, strategery. The symbology, to quote Boondock Saints. Um, what? Where does it go? This is the face, the new face of the Democratic Party is, is interested in segmenting. Keep in mind, this is the same party that talks about bringing everybody together and cohesion. Organizers, like she's talking about, she's probably referring to people like herself, who was a bartender and then worked in community organization, and also Barack Obama, who was a community organizer, who was obviously originally left his left her off the list of the endorsements probably for this reason but she's talking about organizing she's not talking about policy she's talking about she wants she wants to organize things to better sell it look you can dress a turd up all you want it's still a turd she wants to to reorganize things not reinvent not be better at things she wants to reorganize in order to run the country in a way she sees fit strategy around governance this is something that has been around for a long time and it's worked out very well you know seriously though we're coming into some really contentious races we had taylor swift jump in to oppose marcia blackburn now i know marcia blackburn i think she's a great woman but why why taylor has been politically silent for ever I've never, I, I, to my knowledge, I've never seen her weigh in on an election, especially a U.S. Senate election. But what do I know, I guess? Um, you know, you have Beto O'Rourke versus two Ted Cruz in um, in Texas, which is, it shouldn't be this close. Beto's a, a, actually a white guy that chose his name Beto to try to fit in and pander. Josh Hawley, Claire McCaskill, by the way, Claire McCaskill, big vote on Kavanaugh. She's gone. She's down by like 12 points. Ron DeSantis and Andrew Gillum, this shouldn't even be a race. It is. This is an insane midterm election. There's never been more emotion on either side. There has never been more emotion on either side. So, folks, we are uh, we're up against a break. Don't go anywhere. Come right back. We're going to talk more about this. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000.
We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-509-2163 Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-942-3078. 800-942-3078. Again, that's 800-942-3078. Red State Talk Radio. Talk Radio the way the Founding Fathers would have done it. talking about before the break is serious these these this is a high tension race this is the most insane midterms emotionally charged midterms i have ever seen i mean look you had the energized tea party in 2010 you had that but it wasn't like the division wasn't like this the tea party was a it was a peaceful group and anybody who out there who says it isn't is full of it you tell they said oh you you're right wing nut jobs and your guns you tell me one time a tea one arrest at a tea party event you, you show me how clean the mall was after their rallies. They took the trash bags out of the cans themselves. They cleaned, there was cleaner than it was when they got there. You don't have that from the left. These are, this is the two parallels between the two parties. You want a distinct comparison between conservatives and liberals? Look at a conservative protest. We take the trash out of the trash cans so that local municipalities don't have to do it. We get permits. We do everything above board. You look at the liberals. I mean, what they, they protested the Keystone Pipeline. They had, um, what was it, like 88 dumpsters to clean up their crap after they left. They're protesting the environment. Yet they dump all their junk there and just leave. That's, that, that is exactly what we're up against. So, you know, we have this, these midterms, but also they're already talking about 2020 and that's what these Kavanaugh hearings were about. They were about people grandstanding for their 2020 campaigns on the liberal side. You have, I mean, look, you have, uh, Warren jumped out and started releasing stuff 
you know, kind of teasing the idea of a 2020 run because she, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker were getting all this attention. Diane Feinstein, I mean, Diane Feinstein's not going to run for president, but they were all getting all this attention in the liberal faction and they were getting big support from the base. And Hirono was fundraising the Democratic Center from Hawaii. She was fundraising off this. She was fundraising off this poor, innocent guy, Kavanaugh. So she jumped in. So they're already scheduling these debates. What the hell are they running on? I mean, honestly, what the hell are these people running on? They can't, they literally, none of their policies work. Their health care was eviscerated. Their health care bill was completely eviscerated with the repeal of the individual mandate because it didn't work. It was costing people a ton of money. They couldn't afford it. So that's out. Uh, they can't run on helping the middle class anymore because, well, the, every single unilaterally voted against the Democratic or the uh, Trump tax cuts. They voted against the Trump tax cuts. Put $1,000 back in most middle class families. So they can't run on that. What, let's see what they've done here. They've opposed everything Trump has done, and he's steamrolled them anyway. So they can run on losing. Hey, vote for me. I'm a loser. Well, that might, might get them further than they're getting right now. Another great strategy. Vote for the losing team. <laughs> um, I don't want to be their campaign strategist. But... They, they don't have any policies that work. Democratic socialism, we talked about. Yeah, okay, you tell me when socialism worked. Not so, you don't go into the socialist policies like Canada. Because Ben Shapiro laid that out for us just a little while ago. So, I don't know. Um, I guess they could run on losing. I guess they could run on um, who's going to expand entitlement programs more. Who's going to promise more free stuff. Who's going to spend more money. Who's going to be more moral i guess more more we got we we have to be more inclusive who can amnesty they can run on amnesty um they can run on a less secure world ah trump's a warmonger no he's not everything the entire talking point the entire debate will be about who can hate trump more that's exactly what it'll be about i you know i'm actually looking forward to watching this because i did watch the the democratic presidential debates i thought it was hilarious it was a race to the left and Bernie was real far left. Um, so the, the last thing I want to talk about is this climate change thing. And I tweeted this out. Washington Post came out with this big article um, about the world has only 10 years to get climate change under control. Okay. Didn't they say that 10 years ago? Didn't they say it 20 years ago? I mean, they've been saying this for years. We have to, we absolutely have to get it under control. Al Gore, they made a whole movie about it, The Inconvenient Truth. I'll plug it because the whole thing is BS. By 1999, the polar ice caps are going to rise, or the, the polar ice caps are going to melt, and the seas are going to rise, and everybody's going to drown, and Florida will be underwater. Hold on. Let me get in my private jet and fly to my beachfront house. I mean, literally, you folks, you can't make this stuff up. This is exactly, this is how it goes. You cannot make this stuff up. Al Gore seeking relevancy in, in society post-vice presidency jumped on this climate change boat. I mean, he he sold it. The inconvenient truth. The world is going to come to an end unless you do something fear-mongering. He literally, he made a platform for himself by telling people that they're going to die. That the world is going to come to an end because of climate change. And look, folks, I'm not one of these climate change deniers. 
like sure does man does mankind yes i said mankind not humankind not gender neutral have that big of an effect on the environment it, it has to have some and it, it can't not Okay, but are we making the polar ice caps melt? No, I don't think so. Because guess what? 100,000 years ago, the Earth was covered in ice, and there were no people around burning fossil fuels then. And it melted. I mean, the cataclysmic difference between the Ice Age and today is far less than the dawn of mankind's fossil fuel use and and, and present. You know, last 100 years or 200 years or whatever. So it's not... In not 200 years, it's 100 years, but the, the, to the effect that they claim is not actually the case. It, it is just, it's just not. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. We are a ball of rock spinning at 2,000 miles an hour in a vacuum, 93 million miles from our nearest heat source in a, a, in a space that is plus or minus 400 degrees in sun and shade. I mean, this is not something, like the fact that we stay within one degree Celsius as it is, is insane i mean it's like it's an anomaly you know they've been looking in space for as as long as they've been able to they've never found anything like earth in all of space i mean space is a big damn place you know china is putting out double the carbon emissions but nobody's knocking on their door telling them you gotta curb this well i mean they are but china's like screw you more they're gonna in you know industrial revolution they're in the industrial revolution they're trying to outpace everybody and they're not we talked about why the dollar's down their their stock market is down a yale researcher just won the nobel peace prize for researching how climate change affects our economy i'm anxious to read that i will actually read that study you're getting the nobel peace prize i mean what does this guy contribute to i don't even know his name i just saw the headline and i was like i gotta i gotta bring this up but his job was to uh, essentially monitor climate change. I, I don't understand how that gets the funding it does. So, I, I don't know. Um, so he gets his Nobel Peace Prize for studying. What, did he accomplish something? I don't know. He might have. But... Um, you know, I have a plan, and this is something that could be done tomorrow. The president could stand up at the podium and say, I am going to grant a tax-free status, corporate taxes, personal taxes for your employees, um, everything. Tax-free for 10 years to the first company that comes up with a clean, reliable, renewable energy source that is comparable to fossil fuels. And I'm not talking wind or solar. That's just not a thing. It's not a thing. So he comes up with that. Rocket out of the park. You want to talk about the next space race innovation? We'll soar. We will win. And within a year's time, maybe two, mark my words, we will have a fossil fuel alternative. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you go to at Carl Higby on Twitter. Follow us there. This is Red State Talk Radio. Dot com. Appreciate you tuning in very much. Thanks so much, folks. Talk to you soon.